Somebody give the Lord a good hand clap tonight. Man, aren't you glad to be here on a Sunday night? Woo! I am too, man. We're glad to be in the house of the Lord, and we appreciate God. Appreciate you being with us in the house of the Lord. And if you got your Bibles, turn to the book of Matthew. And as I uh, get ready, y'all, uh, let me tell you a story real quick. One night, a lady came home from a weekly prayer meeting, found she was being robbed, and she shouted out, Acts 2 and 38, repent and be baptized and your sins will be forgiven. The robber quickly gave up, and the lady called the police. While handcuffing the criminal, the police officer said, gee, mate, you gave up pretty easy. How come you gave in so quickly? The robber said she said she had an axe and two thirty-eights. <laughs> Never know, right? <laughs> Amen. Isn't God good all the time? Man, Brother Miller did an outstanding job this morning. And, uh, I mean, he preached some word. Timely. Needed today. Amen. Amen. But I want to talk about something today. Just uh, uh, giving me just a... A few minutes, I, I just want to talk about something that's been on my mind some time here for probably the last few weeks. Uh, I was supposed to preach, I think, back in March, and we finally have a Sunday night service where we can do it. But I had, I had a message since then, but then since then, God kind of took me in a different direction. So I hope tonight that uh, uh, you'll get something out of this word. I believe the word is alive and it's real. I believe it comes to do something in the midst of his body, and I believe that God's always doing something. God's an always on-time God, and in this 21st century that we live in today, I'm just glad that I'm a part of it. I know there's a lot of things happening in our society today, but I'm glad that God chose me to be alive right now and that I'm a part of what God is doing and what God is fixing to do. And, uh, man, aren't you glad that God chose you for such a time as this? We're not here coincidentally tonight, church. We're here, I believe, ordered of God. I believe that God had our, our steps uh, ordered a long time ago. When I was in my mama's womb, God knew that I was coming to this place at this time and this hour. And God knows that you're here for a purpose and a plan. But I want to talk to you about Matthew chapter 8. Brother Miller mentioned a, a, a little bit of it this morning. But I, I want to talk about uh, uh, the disciples and... Uh, the things that was going on in their life and uh, what they was experiencing and what was happening in them and uh, things that was transpiring uh, in their day as they begin to walk with Jesus and begin to see miracles and begin to see things transpire and begin to see something happen that they never seen before. They begin to see things developing that they've never seen before. Uh, they walk with him and they begin to experience walking beside the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Uh, he called them for a purpose and a plan and, and they begin to follow him and as they did, they, they listened to his teachings teachings. They listened to his speaking to the multitudes. They, 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 they heard him day in and day out. They supped with him and he supped with them and uh, uh, they, they got to experience things that was just a uh, uh, mind boggling to the mind and they got to see things, not, not, just, not just hear it, but they got to see it and experience it. Uh, 
how many of us know what it's like to experience something? There's nothing greater, are they? I, I'm telling you, I have a no-so salvation. I know that I got saved when I got saved. I knew there was something got a hold of me that night on a Sunday evening, and I knew that my life was changed, supernatural. I knew that something got a hold of my life. I knew it. I just knew it. And these disciples walk with Jesus, and they begin to experience firsthand what the kingdom was all about. Ha, that's why I love good churches, because the people that come, they can experience what this gospel is all about. That's why I like Pentecost, because you can experience something that this gospel is all about. And so they begin to experience God. In, 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 in verse 7, chapter 7, he told them, he said, start seeking and start knocking and then I'll begin to answer you. He said, we'll know them by the fruits that they bear. He told them, he said, build your house upon a rock. He began to Share with them, and not just them, that others that come in contact with him. He began to share with them about why he was here. I come to do the will of him that sent me. He began to share the gospel, the good news to the disciples and begin to prepare them for when he went away. He began to let them know that things is going to happen in Mark, uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 23. I'll just read that and get it out of the way real quick. Now, when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and woke him saying, Lord, save us where we are perishing. But he said unto them, why are you so fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and he rebuked the winds and the seas and there was a great calm. Mark said this in chapter four, verse 38. Teacher, do you not care that we perish? In Luke eight, it talked about master, master, we are perishing. It's, it's, it's great to know that that as, as they begin to experience something out in the water, just day, just that, just just a, a, a few hours before that, it was evening at this time, but during the day, they got to experience God doing some great things. They seen Jesus heal the leper. They seen Jesus touch the centurion servant and he was healed. They got to see Peter's mother-in-law Right there in the house, they got to see her touched by the power of Jesus. They got to experience something that was phenomenal. They got to see firsthand of what the gospel is all about. We come into our churches. I'm still thankful that we serve a healing Savior. I've been in services before where God is healed and where God has touched men and women and delivered them and set them in free in different fashions or different forms. And can I tell you tonight, that's what the church is all about. Is, is coming to a place, a place that we call a sanctuary, a place that we get together and that we meet God here. 
And so I can tell you that the disciples just seen uh, something phenomenal happen. <laughs> they seen something take place. They seen the master at work. They seen what he could do and the power and the ability. He just spoke the words and people would be healed. I'm going somewhere. But he just spoke it and they was being healed. Brother Miller talked about the leper, I think it was today that, or last week, one of them, I don't can't remember now, but touched them. And immediately the leprosy was gone. Woo! That's powerful. That's why I do believe laying hands on the sick. Virus or no virus. L virus can leave. Jesus come in the house. Jesus is our healer tonight. He told them, he said, watch what I can do. So as the three accounts, and everybody had a different count, they all thought they was perishing. Matter of fact, in the book of Luke, the Bible said that they was in jeopardy. They found themselves out there. Now listen, we're not talking about just me and, and my wife out in the boat trying to get through the navigations of the water. I'm not that experienced, nor is she. I say, honey, drive the boat. She said, we'll both drown. I said, we're going to drown anyways. But we're talking about these guys. Some of these guys was experienced. They knew the river. They knew the lake. They knew right where they was at. They knew that it was, that it was a scary thing huh, sometimes to be out there. But they never been scared like this. They got down in the hole of that ship and said, listen, in the stern of the ship, Jesus down there got his head on the pillow and he's just sleeping away. Huh. Remember, he's done work to work. Huh. He's God, but he's man in the flesh right now. Huh. He's tired. He's wore out from laboring that day. I don't know if you prayed for somebody all day or been in a service. Huh and had to pray for somebody, but I'm telling you, it will drain every ounce of strength in you. And as he was laying there resting, they come and said, Master, do you not even care that we perish? Here we are, a place that we've never been before. They've never seen it quite like that. And can I tell you, sometimes, uh, church, we're in a place that we've never been before. We're in a time and a, and a season that the church has never been before. Huh? Have you ever felt like that you was about to perish? When, when, when we heard the onset of this COVID-19, this coronavirus, when we heard it, and we heard about what was happening, I guarantee you a lot of us had fear that began to strap a hold of us. We, we thought, Lord, what's, what, 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 what's, what's, what's going on? I had to shake myself at one point and refuse to not let the enemy try to rub rush out over me. I had to shake myself and say, listen, I'm either a child of God or I'm not. I'm not gonna let fear interrupt my plans that I do on a daily basis. That doesn't mean that I don't use wisdom. It doesn't mean I ain't got sense. I, I know what to do, but I know in whom I believe in. 
And so we find that they was in a place that they'd never been before. Since March, we've been in a place, or February, we've been in a place that we've never been before. There's been scary times Fear, people's going crazy, people's losing it. I've heard of one man jumped off a, a big building and just landed flat smack dab on the ground because of this thing. So people's been scared. Churches shut down for the first time ever. This nation for once in its life, never before, but it was on lockdown. Nobody coming in, nobody going out. A lot of changes. The enemy is saying, ha ha, laughing in the meantime, looking back and saying, yeah, this is the way it is. Jobs lost, money short, schools shut down, things happening. Suicide right now is up like never before. COVID-19 causing hysteria and rising, rising mental health problems today. Anxiety, depression arising. Hospitals was even unprepared. Can I tell you, men died, women died because nobody would let them go to the doctor. Surgeries was canceled because of this thing called COVID-19. Things happen all across the world and across America. People died because they couldn't get their surgery. But the disciples was amazed at his power of healing. And their response is none other than amazement. <laughs> Brother Miller hit on what I said this morning. Or what he said this morning. I'm going to kind of hit the same thing in a familiar way. But the disciples was amazed at his power and the healing that he did. There was response. And it was one of amazement. They haven't ever seen anything quite like it. You mean he just spoke? Uh, uh, to the leopard and, and he was healed. Uh, do you mean that the centurion servant just, just, just come up to me and said, come up to Jesus and said, listen, I'm a man of great authority. I, I feel in, I'm, I'm, I'm not even worthy that you come into my house, but if you'll just speak the word, I'll, you can heal my servant. And Jesus was marveled by his faith and said, so be it according to your faith. That very hour, that man was healed. Uh, and the, 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 the disciples was amazed at the, 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 the power and the supernaturals that, that God had. They've never seen anything like this before. Other persons can speak. <laughs> other persons have done things. They've had sorcerers. They've had other things that's operating, but they've never seen something like Jesus. They've heard of Moses throwing down the snake, I mean, throwing down the rod and picking it back up. They've seen the, the Pharaoh servants. They've heard of Pharaoh servants had imitations. But here they are in the, in the lake, and this lake is known for great winds and great storms to produce at any time. There's no set in time. There's no certain uh, uh, skies that look different. Uh, it just could come up all at once. Uh, this thing's about seven miles along, across the long haul. Uh, at the long point, it's about seven miles. In one place, it's 160 feet deep. Uh, they say it's very known for its uh, uh, kind of storms that goes through there uh, and, and kind of how the wind blows and how it, the heat and the elements get together and cause 
causes things to happen. Well, the disciples was there and they, they just woke up Jesus and, and Jesus began to minister to the, uh, the, the winds and the waves. Uh, now listen, the Bible said that the waves was in the boat uh, and they was in jeopardy. Uh, but Jesus got up calmly and said, why are you so fearful and why are you so afraid? Uh, can I tell you, church, uh, Jesus is on my side. Uh, why are you so fearful? Uh, why are you so afraid? Uh, if God be for us, who can be against us today? I believe that Jesus is on the church's side today. And all of a sudden they said, what manner of man is this that the winds will obey him? It's one thing to be healed it's one thing to see the power of God in operation and the movement of the Spirit sweeping across the people, but now watching nature bow down to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, it's another thing. One thing to see a physical healing, but now nature had to bow down at the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What manner of man is this that the winds would obey him? Pretty powerful. That's pretty powerful when you think about it. Whoo! I'm telling you, when he just speaks the word, peace, be still. Oh, don't he know how to calm the troubled waters of our soul? When I get into a place, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I've seen Jesus too many times come and heal the troubled waters. I've seen him give peace when there was no peace around. <laughs> Proverbs 18 and said, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and he is safe. Can I tell you, church, we're safe tonight. I'm blood bought by the blood of Jesus. There's no devil in hell or out of hell can cross the bloodline. Can I tell you that you're blood bought tonight, that you're covered by the blood? This thing ain't over until Jesus says it's over. I said it ain't over until he says it's over. I'm telling you, Jesus said when I come back, will I find faith on earth? God's looking for some men and women that will stand up in this midnight hour when we don't know what's happening. We can't figure out what's going on. We're trying to figure out what Jesus is doing next. He's just simply looking for some men and women that's got some backbones and said, come hell or high water, God, I'm gonna serve you. It doesn't matter. There could be a thousand fall at my side, right side, 10,000 at my left, but it shall not come nigh unto me. When this plague was going on, I quoted Psalms 91 and 10 all the time. There shall be no plague come my dwelling place. Listen, the word is either truth or it's not. I choose to believe that it's truth tonight. I choose to believe that it's truth. There were other boats going through the same thing. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone. Thank God. You're not alone. There's other ships out there, but they, <laughs> they're not alone. Can I tell you, church, 
What you're going through, I'm going through. <laughs> sharpen irons, sharp iron, iron, sharpen iron. <laughs> That's why the Bible said that we provoke each other to good works, to encourage one another, to lift up one another. You're not alone in this thing. We ain't got this thing all figured out yet. We don't know what's happening, but we're trusting God. What time I'm afraid, I will trust in the old God. I don't know what's happening, but some things I know is that even though I can't figure it out, there was other boats out there and they didn't sink, they didn't die out, they didn't go under, and I'm not gonna sink, I'm not gonna die, and I'm not gonna go under. You're not gonna sink, you're not gonna die, you're not gonna go under. You're a child of the king tonight. And even though we're going through things, doesn't matter. Jesus didn't tell them Hey, let's go to the middle of the lake and just drowned. Did he? <laughs> he said, let's go to the other side. Listen, it's not over until Jesus says, I'm coming to take my children home. I don't know where we're going in this corona virus. But I do know this. It ain't corona, is it? It is corona, yeah. I, I get corona and corona. I don't know which one. But anyways, he said, I don't know where this thing's going, but I know the church has got a purpose here on earth. I know the church has got a plan. And I know that God's got a plan for the church. And I know that we're a part of that plan. And that God put us in a part of that plan. He's going to see it through. Jesus said, why are you afraid? He didn't ask them that to get an answer. It was meant to tell them, since I am really here with you, there ain't no sense of you being fearful and afraid. Can I tell you, since Jesus is here with us, there ain't a lick of sense for us to be fearful or afraid. There's no reason that we should lose our sanity. There ain't no reason that we should go get some anxiety pills to calm my nerves down. Only pill that you need is a Jesus pill. I'll just throw that in there. There's no reason to be fearful or afraid. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't ask them that question. He just meant to tell them this. I want you to understand that I'm with you today. And as long as I'm with you, everything's going to be all right. The story's not here. To just say it's all over with. But it's here for a reason. That God birthed us here for the 21st century. The storm is not where you meet or you face your enemy. The storm ain't where you meet or you face your enemy. The storm is where you meet God. The storm is where we meet God. Ha. When Moses' back was against the Red Sea and Pharaoh and all of his army was coming, can I'm telling you, Moses had the people yelling at him and said, why did you put us out here for them to come and kill us? His back was against the wall He's seen the chariots coming hot on his heels. 
He didn't know what to do, so he got out by the riverbank there at Red Sea. I believe he was talking to God and saying, now listen, God, you brought me here. What am I supposed to do? He said, stretch your ride out over the sea. I'm telling you that God's an on-time God. Listen, in the middle of Moses' biggest storm, God come through for him. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they was in the fiery furnace, can I tell you that all of a sudden that they should have been burned, but there was one walking around looking to be the son of God. He come in the middle of their storm. I'm telling you, Jesus will come in the middle of your storm tonight, church. Daniel in the lion's den. Shadrach, Reshach, Meshach, and Benigo. David and the lion and the bear. Moses at the Red Sea. What Brother Miller said this morning was kind of staggering, but it's truth. Talked about the church statistics and how many probably won't come back to the church. That's scary, but it's truth. But nonetheless, God's got a remnant. And the Bible said that if you faint in the day of adversity, then your strength is small. Proverbs 24 and 10, if you faint in the day of adversity, then your strength is small. Holy Cost, I had already had this written down, but the Holy Cost survivor, Corey Den Boone, Ten Boone, said this, there is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper. Hallelujah. Sometimes we cry that God will save us from the storms. He didn't. And the storm raged until we reached the other side. Then we see his power over the storm in different ways than we've seen it in the beginning. See, I, I, I believe tonight that, 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 that God and his power and his might tonight and everything that he does, he does it for a purpose. And he has a plan. And I'm not sure exactly what all the plan of God is in the future that lies ahead. I do believe, however, there could be dark days and darker than what we're seeing them now. But I trust Jesus. Because see, when they got over to the other side, Jesus had to meet a couple boys that needed salvation. His, 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 his work wasn't over. It was just starting again. And can I tell you tonight that though there's a lot of things happening in our world, in our society, and though there's a lot of things that's transpiring tonight, and, and though we've been through a rough part over the last couple months, and, and it seems like it's getting easier, I'm telling you there's some dark days ahead. But in those dark days, God will see us through. There's a time that God will inspect us as he did Jonah. Then there's times that he's going to correct us as he did Jonah. Then there's a time that he's going to perfect us as he did Jonah. God knows what he's doing to the church. He knows what he's doing in America tonight. He's not blind to the fact that what's happening. He's just looking for the church to arise.
He's just looking for the church to be the church that he intended. One thing I do know, that he don't have a weak church. Another thing I know, he's not coming back after a weak church. He's coming back after a powerful, strong, and mighty church. But I do know this, that in this time, there's a lot of shifting, and there's a lot of movements that's taking place. There's a lot of shaking that's taking place. And if you're not steady and steadfast and, and persuaded in what you believe, let no man persuade you other than Jesus. And if you're not persuaded by your doctrine and what you believe, you could be swift and just as weak tonight. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Be strong in Jesus. Listen. He's a great big God and he wants to do great things in the midst of the church. We was right on the verge of revival and we're still having good services. We're still having powerful services. I'm telling you this morning, the, the, the praise and worship did a great job. And I could feel them little goosebumps and them little doodads. They, mine, Brother Miller's, he just, whoo. Hold on a minute, folks, just let me do this. Mean, my doodads, when they run up and down my body, they hit each other, and then I want to explode. There's just, just a different way that God does it, but it all feels good. But the Bible talks about that Jesus is coming back for a strong church. And I know that we are a part of that strong church tonight. And I want to read a scripture that, that I believe is irrelevant for the church and that is powerful the church. And that if these men and women did it and they did great things and God's looking to you and I to do great things. Listen, there's a harvest that still needs to be saved. There's folks that still needs that there's power in the name of Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 33, it says, Who through faith subdued kingdoms, work righteousness, obtain promises, stop the mouths of lions, quench the fiery darts, escape the edge of the sword, out of weaknesses were made strong, became violent in battle, turned to the fight, the armies of the allies. Women received their dead raised to life. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still, others had trial, mocking and scourging, yes, and all of the chains of imprisonments. They were stoned, they were sawn into sun too, and were tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskin, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in the desert mountains and dens and caves and the earth. All of these having obtained a good testimony. My God, I want to get a good testimony. When I stand before him, I want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. God's looking for the church to arise and say, I want to obtain nothing but a good report. Woo! Obtained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise. God had provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Can you imagine who through faith subdued kingdoms wrought righteousness? Can I tell you tonight church in closing where it's at? Our faith will see us through. Our faith will move mountains. 
Our faith will make it happen. Our faith, our faith. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you could say to that mountain, mountain be thou removed. And it has to go. Faith is what's going to move God. God operates in faith. He's not looking for somebody to stand up in dignity and all the things. He's just looking for a man or a woman on earth that's got faith in him. That doesn't matter what comes their way, that faith moves mountains. Faith. Supernatural. Faith. What manner of man is this? That now nature bows down to him. Let me tell you, one day, one day, every knee and every tongue will bow down to him and show that he is truly the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. One day, because the church is being more persecuted today, and they might think that they're winning. The world might think that they've got a hold on it. They not even grasp what's getting ready to take place. They might think that they know who's going to be in charge, but they don't have a clue. The world might think that they've got it all figured out, but they don't have a clue tonight, church. But we, as the faithful remnant of God, has got the clue. We know that we're on the winning side. We know that we're the winners tonight. Don't lose faith. Listen. 40% may not show back up as a general whole in the church, not just this church, but overall, that's a kind of a scary statistic. But Jesus said in the last days that he's going to do some swifting. He's going to get rid of the weeds and the tares. And the true church is going to pop up. I don't want my faith to get so weak that I lose out. I don't want to get so caught up with the things of this world that I lose out. Build your faith. Build your confidence. Build your trust in God. Listen, ain't nothing wrong with being afraid. That's okay. Sometimes it's okay to be just a little fearful. But there's going to come a time where you can't let fear dominate. You got to rise to it and say, listen, I'm walking through the fire. He's either walking with me or I'm going home. One or the other. I trust him enough that if he says to get down there in that fire, I'm going to get down there. And I'm going to trust him enough that he'll see me through it. But if he don't, I'm going to be with him. So either way, I've got it made. And when you got your mind made up, I've got my mind made up to serve the Lord. I've got my mind made up to serve the Lord. I've got my mind made up to serve the Lord. Oh, Lord, I got my mind made up. I got my mind made up to serve the Lord. 
I've got my mind made up to serve the Lord. I've got my mind made up to serve the Lord. Oh, Lord, I got my mind made up. And I could go on made up, made up, made up, but I won't. But you get it. I got my mind made up. I got my mind made up, Zach. I'm going to serve the Lord. Doesn't matter what comes. I'm going to serve him tonight. I've got my mind made up. I, 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 I come too far to lose this thing now. I've come too, I've crossed too many valleys. I've crossed too many hills. I've come too far, Brother B.B., to let him go. I've come too far to lose this thing. I don't care if I got saved this morning, I still come too far to lose out this great salvation. Don't let the world, listen, the world didn't give it to you. And the world can't take it away. Did you hear me? I said the world didn't give you this and the world can't take it away from you. Doesn't matter what comes your way, the world can't take it away. This thing is given by God himself. I'm amazed at what God can do. I'm amazed. I still get amazed at what God can do. I got my mind made up to serve the Lord. One day he's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Oh, yeah, I've been through the mud. I've been through the briars. I, I fell into a, a lot of bushes. I, I've sat on a few cuckleberries. I, I fell off a few uh, fence posts into some briars. I, I've been scratched. I've been beat up. But I still come through the fire tonight, church. You've been beat up. You've been whooped times. You feel like it was over, but somehow you're still standing strong. Somehow you still made it tonight. Still, still, still serving Jesus. I'm so glad that I got my mind made up to serve the Lord. Stand with me tonight.